0: Well, as we wait for season eight to start in early March, we are going through Firetime Magazine articles, and what I'm doing is I'm listening to them in real time with you, and then I'm giving you my rapid reaction to it. So I hope you've enjoyed what we've done so far, and we're going to continue to do this until the new season starts, but it's been super fun for me just to go back and listen to these. So for for all these articles that I've read so far I've actually done the editing on them originally when they came out so I I have I listened to them you know a couple of months back at the time but it's awesome letting a little bit of space you know happen in between and then and then coming back now to do it literally as I do this I'm I'm sitting here up in my bonus room with my notepad and my computer and I'm literally listening to this in real time taking notes and I'm just giving you my unscripted, unfiltered reaction. And, and I hope that you get value out of that. I, I think that this practice that I'm doing, I think it's worth you doing as well. Like when you're done listening to one of these articles, literally like just take some notes and just and just think through what was it that impacted me? Because, you know, I'm biased, but gosh, this magazine content is so good. Just, just going through these audio articles, I am just floored. At, at just what it continues to teach me, and I hope that it does the same. So today's article is by Heather Hockenberry. She's a consultant out of Pennsylvania, and I've done some work with her in the past. She's excellent at what she does, and we actually asked her to write a guest article for the magazine, and man, she delivered. This article is called Four Simple Strategies for Connecting with Customers. It came out back in the November issue of the magazine. At the time, I I, I was just really impacted by just some of the best practices of you know, just how you can arrange your business and your sales process to to make an imprint with customers and to really set up a, a good connection. So I'm going to jump out of the way and we're going to listen to this article together. Then I'm going to give you my rapid reaction thoughts.
1: Four Simple Strategies for Connecting with Customers by Heather Hockenberry. Imagine you're sitting by your fireplace, cuddling up under a blanket and drinking a warm cup of tea. Maybe you're watching your kids or grandkids play. Maybe you're enjoying a good book, or maybe you're listening to your favorite music in the background. For many people, this scene paints a picture of the good life, and it all centers around a fireplace. As professionals in the hearth industry, you can make this dream a reality for your customers. Whether you design fireplaces, sell fireplaces, service fireplaces, or work on chimneys, you and your business are part of a system that makes people's dreams come true. Unfortunately, many business owners in the hearth industry miss out on the powerful connections their products have to their customers. Yes, each unit can pump out so many BTUs and heat so many square feet and all those things are important. But if that's all you focus on, you're going to leave your customers asking, so what? How does this benefit me? If you want to answer those two questions for your customers, and you should, then you need to capitalize on emotional connections Position yourself as the best solution, communicate your value, and put on your customer hat. Strategy 1. Capitalize on emotional connections As a business consultant, I work with businesses from a variety of industries. Frankly, some industries are not lucky enough to have a beautiful product that naturally captures people's attention. If you think it's hard to get people excited about a cozy fireplace, try marketing and selling copiers. Every industry has its challenges, but the good news is that hearth-related products have a jump start in this space, simply because they look good and connect to people's emotions. Capitalize on the emotional connection people have with your products by taking your audience on a journey, just like I did in the first paragraph of this article. Help them envision what life could look like with your products and services, and then show them how to achieve that dream. This is your chance to position yourself as the best solution to their problems. Strategy two. Position yourself as the best solution. Hearth products aren't available at every store corner, and that fact works in your favor. You may own a business that people see as a destination store, a design center, or the only possible way to acquire a particular product. Sure, if you have competition in your area, prospects could go and buy from them. But why should they come to you instead? What's your value proposition? What do you offer to customers that would make an experience with your business top-notch? Is it price? Customer service? Variety of products on display? Customer loyalty perks? Special promotions? Something else? Determining your hierarchy of values as a business will help you position yourself in a way that will attract prospective customers. If you don't know how to decide what's important, look back to your company's mission statement and core values. Strategy 3. Communicate your value. Once you understand your value proposition and what separates you from your competition, you need to communicate that clearly. An idea that hasn't been communicated remains just that, an idea. The key to allowing your value to impact the market is to spread the word about who you are, what you do, and why people should care Putting the pieces together for prospects and helping them see the value they get by working with your business will always have an impact, and it might get them to rally around your brand. If they can clearly see the value of working with you, then they'll choose to do so, and they'll also tell others about their experience. Strategy 4. Put on your customer hat. As business leaders, it's your job to grow your businesses. By focusing on the perspectives of your prospects and customers, you'll have an easier time growing. Why? Because growth almost always requires sales, and sales require buying customers. Those customers' views determine how they feel about your business, whether they like the products and services you offer, and whether they're ultimately going to engage with you. Furthermore, their experiences as your customers will determine whether they speak positively or negatively about your business in the future. So, what are your customers saying about you? Do you regularly get feedback from your customers? Customer feedback is a great temperature check for your business, and it can bring things to light that you struggle to see from the inside. With every one of my clients, I do this simple exercise at some point. Take off your business hat and put on your customer hat instead. When you take this simple step, you're no longer on the inside of your business. Instead, you're experiencing it as a customer. What do you notice? What do you see and feel? It's amazing how this simple exercise can help you view things with fresh eyes. Now that I've outlined these simple strategies for connecting with customers, I'd urge you to consider the following questions. How are you looking at your business? Do you always keep your business hat on, or are you donning your customer hat from time to time? Are you presenting your brand in a way that reflects the core values of your business and creates value for your customers? How are you using emotions to connect your customers with your products and services? I challenge you to consider these questions and continue moving forward because you have the opportunity to help your customers make their dreams come true.
0: Man, well, I hope you guys enjoyed that article. I've got a lot of notes here. It was so good. You know, it, it's a short article, but it's super punchy. I, I just love this idea of these four basic principles to connect with customers. It's absolutely terrific. I'm going to just run through these notes and, and kind of give you give you my thoughts as, as I'm still processing what I just heard. So, Heather starts the article out talking about how we're part of a system that makes people's dreams come true. And, and we need to remember this. I mean, th- this goes back to the very first episode that we had of this podcast with Tim Rethlake. And Tim talks about that like, you know, we we are literally transforming someone's home. He always says that, you know, families are created in front of our products family time is enjoyed in front of our products and the loss of family is mourned in front of our products that like literally our products cover the entire gambit from inception to end of a family's life and it's easy to i mean I'm chuckling as I'm as I'm saying that but it's it's really the truth that we are part of something that is really valuable to people but do we think about it that way when we just say oh it's got 30,000 BTs an hour it's got a step down burner. I believe that that actually cheapens what we do. Now, again, those things matter when they're in support of these bigger emotional ideas that are important to us, but we we can't forget that we we sell an emotional product first and foremost, and that that's awesome. When Heather talked about, we haven't even gotten to the four the four principles yet, but when she said that we need to answer that question, so what, right? That's what I always think about. I want to scream it sometimes when I'm when I'm, you know, secret shopping and listening to someone tell me about, oh, this has five decorative fronts and you know it's got this, you know, two stage burner and, and it's got, you know, this model of remote control versus this model of remote control. A lot of the time I just wanna say, so what? Like, how does it benefit me? You know, if I'm, if I'm, I mean, I'll do this. Like I'll, I'll, I'll literally like go through, you know, industry magazines and resources to look at advertising that that companies do. And the question I'm always asking is, so what, right? When you're talking to a customer in your showroom and you're telling them about your product, you do not want them to say, okay, so what, right? That means that you have not been speaking to their problem. They want to know, how's it benefit me? And before we even get into the the four principles to connect with your customers, if you can reorient your communication with any potential clients so that they are not asking, so what? Or how does it benefit me? Instead, they're hanging on every word because you understand their problem so well that they, that they know just listening to you exactly why it matters and exactly how it benefits them. That is terrific heather did an amazing job there okay so let's jump into these four first thing capitalize on emotional connections i mean yes i mean we, we've talked about that a little bit just with with what we what we just went over but what i wrote down is i is i wrote down i wrote down the words bridge with an arrow pointing to dog that's the, that's the way my brain works and i'll explain it when whenever i do sales practice with a, with a team and i'm the customer i always try to throw out Information about myself to see if the salesperson will make a bridge. So, you know, some of the time I'll I'll make a comment about like, oh yeah, man, I think I think that my dog would just love lying in front of a new fireplace. And I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, the salesperson just moves on and goes, okay, cool. So you know, uh, let me tell you about this feature. But the reason I say dog is like if your customer mentions that they have a dog. You got to jump in like, oh, like what kind of dog do you have? Or, oh, you know what? I got a dog too. You're doing anything you can to build a bridge. If someone mentions that they're in a remodel, don't just keep going. If you have been in a remodel or anyone you know has been in a remodel, build a bridge, right? So you ask, oh man, how's that remodel going? And they're like, oh my gosh, like it's horrible. Like it's just so hard to deal with all the different contractors and, and everything that we need to do. And you can just jump right in and say, you know what? Yeah, we had the same thing. We remodeled our kitchen like two years ago. And I swear, like my wife was going to divorce me. We were living in a construction zone, but you know what? We made it through. And I, I can just tell you that we're better. We're better for it. And, and I know that you guys are going to be better for it too. Things like that, that are like, that are lighthearted ways to build a bridge you need to take every chance that you can to do that i know that when she talked about the emotional connection the thrust of the article is a little bit more about the emotional connection that our products create but what i really thought about is the personal connection so you know anytime your customer mentions something like that i would recommend pushing into it you can go too far uh you can overstep your your welcome but a basic comment that, that, that shows how you are similar, right? Yeah, gosh, we've been in a remodel too. I know how hard it is to be living in a construction zone. I, I can tell you though, like our house turned out so nice. I, I know that yours is gonna do the same thing. That's just a great word to build a connection. They mentioned they have a dog. Oh, that's so cool. What's your dog's name? Oh, you know, our, our dog's name is Walter. He's a 90 pound golden retriever, you know? And then, oh my gosh, that's, that's so awesome. You know, my dog is tiny, but I, I love the fact that you have this giant dog named Walter. These things really make a difference and they they build an emotional connection together. Next up is position yourself as the best solution, right? So why should they come to you? And this kind of goes back to that question, so what? I've seen it happen before in companies where, you know, customers say, well, you know, why should I buy from you? Oh, well, we sell the best brands. We've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, Okay. I mean, fine. But like, again, as a customer, so what? Like you could have been doing it badly for 30 years. Uh, you sell the best brands. Uh, so what? Why do I care? Of course you're going to say that, right? What you want to do is you want to tangibly talk about what it is that makes you better and makes you different in a way that gives value to the customer, right? So maybe you offer free in-home visits. I've had a lot of success with that in the past. I know other businesses use a, a paid in-home visit model, and that's totally fine. But if you offer free in-home visits... This should be a part of your value proposition of what makes you the best solution. Because again, if someone is willing to come to your house, that's convenient for the customer. If they're willing to do it for free, That allows them to really put their money where their mouth is and and to tell the customer, you know, hey, there's a lot of businesses around that, that charge you for this. We just feel like we owe it to you that if you're even considering working with us, that you deserve to have all the facts. And why would we charge you to give you all the facts about your project? We'd love to come out for free and take a look at that. Now, if you charge for in-home visits, you're going to have a different angle, and that's okay, but what you need to do is find a way to position yourself as different and better. When when Heather talked about your mission statement and your, and your core values, this is so true. Um, next season in the podcast, we are actually going to do an episode that's all about mission statement and core values. I found this to be unbelievably powerful in my own company, and Man, it's so good. If you have a mission statement that that really means something about the the value that you give your customers or the better world that you're trying to create, this is something that you can talk to clients about, and it, and it will position your company as as someone better. Okay, number three, communicate your value. Goes without saying, if you don't communicate it, it doesn't exist. And 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 this is so true. I mean, I I literally remember sales reps coming in to teach me when I first started, and they would talk about ceramic glass with customers and about how strong it was it was like it was like pyrex that you cook with and, and and it was more robust than than anything else that was out there and customers would leave and sometimes they had stories about clients coming back in to buy because of ceramic glass and i was like well yeah but like, doesn't every stove have ceramic glass and the answer was well it doesn't if the store doesn't tell them about it you know so I think that that's really true, though. That that value doesn't exist unless you communicate it. This happens in our relationships, right? How often do we get in trouble in a relationship? Where we 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 miss each other's expectations because we didn't communicate it. So you got to communicate that. And and if they see value in working with you, they're gonna do it. So you have to communicate that value. And then finally, put on your customer hat. This is this is just excellent, right? What are the things that you can do in your business to? try to put yourself in as close proximity to your customer as possible. One thing I'd recommend is walking in the front door of your business, not the back door. I would, I would honestly like watch a customer's reaction when they're working with your team. Do they get an estimate quickly? Is their body language leaning into the conversation or are they, are they leaning back? Are their arms crossed? These are things that tell you a lot about that experience and and frankly, for me and my journey of this podcast and Wi-Fi and the magazine, all of these things in, in a lot of ways have really come from trying to think about life as a customer and just thinking about, gosh, I would hate for it to be like this if I was buying something and then asking the question, what could we do better, right? How could we get an estimate out quicker? What could we do when they come in to make them feel comfortable and, and really make sure that we understand the project before we show them anything? So anything that you can do to put yourself in that proximity with, with your customer is going to be powerful and your company is going to be better for it. So I I took away a lot here. And again, I think that this is an article that you could use with your sales team. Like literally, you know, go to the firetime magazine podcast, find this article and just have your whole team listen to it and then talk about it as a group. You could do this with many of the, of the articles in the firetime magazine podcast, because you know, they're short enough. They're generally going to be like six to to 10 minutes or so. And you know, even though I don't know how long this article is like six, seven minutes long, gosh, I mean, when we think about these four principles, we could go for hours on them. So all that to say, I got a lot out of this and I hope that you did too. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash it's fire time. And I'm hoping that you're enjoying this series. It's awesome for me just to get to listen to these articles in a focused setting, right? Where I've got nothing around me. It's just literally me, my notepad, my computer. And it's tremendous. So I I hope that the rapid reactions are giving you ideas on how you can take the content from the article and from the fire time magazine in general and put it into practice. In your business, now if you want to start getting the FireTime Magazine yourself, you can go to thefiretimemagazine.com and read it online. And better yet, as you listen to these articles, if you feel like, man, I want to apply this in my own business, you got to think about attending the FireTime workshop. We have two three-day workshops that are coming up in May. One is in Seattle, Washington on the West Coast. One of them is in Lee, Massachusetts on the East Coast. Limited number of attendees at each workshop, but we are selling an online version of it as well if you're not able to you know, afford it or, or you know participate in the travel or whatever it's going to be. But we're going to take a deep dive on a lot of these principles to make sure that you are doing this right and are building a sustainable business that is a legacy for your to come. So all that to say, I hope you're getting value out of this. We'll be back next week with more rapid reactions and in the meantime, the work you're doing matters. So go out and do it. Thank you for listening to the Firetime podcast. To learn more, visit the website it's firetime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Fire Time podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in